All we have to do is get in. I'll get us in. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time too about not playing the NDE. It was free through all and I heard him say, he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, cause you're incapable AMs. Hello and welcome to Keep Off the Borderlands. My name's Spencer, aka Free Thrall, and this is part two of the Unboxathon. This time it's boxes. But before that, I have to issue yet another apology. On the evening I published the previous episode, I was supposed to be playing in a game of League of Eternal Guardians created by Barney Dicker, Loco Ludus, who was actually playing in the session. This session was being run by Safer of Safer Fantasy Crafting. Now I've played with Safer as a player, but I've never played in one of his games. And I think it may have been Safer's first experience of running a game online. Long story short, I committed to the game as soon as Safer mentioned it. I thought, yes, I'm certainly up for playing in one of his sessions. Um, but I failed to make a note of the date. And um, having just put my kids to bed, I'd set my phone to one side and kind of slumped down on the sofa, only to pick it up an hour after the session was supposed to have begun and noticed some messages from both Barney and Safer wondering where the hell I was. So um, apologies to everybody involved in that game, particularly Safer. Hopefully he can find some way to forgive me and I can join the next session that is scheduled. So there's that. It's, I don't know if you can hear those noises, but that is my soon-to-be one-year-old daughter rummaging through a few boxes of her own. Oh, I hope that's not too distracting. There was also something I failed to mention in the previous episode when I was talking about getting Yokai Gal's name wrong. I referenced an episode of Role Play Rescue back in, I think, it, I think it was June 2019, where Che Webster interviewed him uh, regarding One Shot World. What actually helped me to realise I was saying the name wrong was that he recently appeared on a podcast called Hexed Press Tabletop Gaming. And that is a podcast I just recently discovered through Discord. Uh, the host, Todd, interviewed Yokai about Cairn. And a really, a really great interview and a really interesting podcast. And, and there's another 112 episodes of that that I've yet to 
go back and discover. Another podcast I recently discovered through Wizards and Wobblies is the Secret Nerd podcast. A couple of guys from different ethnic backgrounds discussing their experiences in the hobby. That's essentially the focus of the first episode. Uh, But they go on, I think there's 22 episodes of that that I've got to listen to. Uh, Yeah, very interesting listening that is too. Before we get to those boxes, I'd like to share a few messages I've received. You need to stop listening to my message and go watch the Guy Ritchie movie because that's the true story of King Arthur. Guy Ritchie nails it. He, he doesn't worry about any of this Norman stuff or any of this weird, you know, pseudo-historical stuff. Guy Ritchie just reaches back in the mists of time and shows us the real story of King Arthur. So I believe the Guy Ritchie's version of King Arthur is the true best version and the version that I believe in now. I still think Excalibur is the best fantasy movie ever filmed, but Guy Ritchie's obviously done the best King Arthur movie ever filmed. Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast there, and of course, Jason, you are entitled to your opinion. And a podcast isn't a podcast with just one message from Jason. I don't know if you're caught up on your podcast listening, Spencer, but over on the Arcane Alienist, we've continued that rep- this reputation discussion. And in the episode since the Green Knight RPG review, we've had some phone calls back and forth. Um, I, or I've called into BJ, and BJ's talked about the idea of reputation, how to incorporate into games. And then, of course, the problems with the medieval society where it's spread out and how quickly your word, your fame, and your infamy would really travel in a society of points of light where nobody goes more than 20 miles from their home, things like that. So there is an interesting discussion about all that over the Arcane Alienist, and I, I urge you to join it over there. Thank you, Jason. And of course, Jason referring to BJ beating me to the punch yet again. Not only did he get his Green Knight review out there before mine, but um, he also discussed the whole idea of reputation, honour, infamy, and all that stuff. So please do give that a listen if you haven't already. Back to you, Jason. As far as spoilers go, yes, it's a 700-year-old story, but, I mean, how many people have really read the story, right? It, you know, if you haven't read this story, then what's the chance the average, say, American has read that story? Or the average Russian, or the average, you know, um, whoever else listens to your podcast. So, I, that's kind of where I'm going with the spoilers. Because you, you kind of laid out, yeah, the plot. <laughs> and, and if somebody didn't know anything about the movie and hadn't read the story, then, to mind you, I'm the kind of person I much prefer to go in blind. I don't like watching all the spoilers before a movie comes out. If a movie comes out that I think I'm going to watch, I will do a you know media blackout. I, I won't read about it or watch it. I, I just want to enjoy it. 
And maybe that's one of the reasons that I'm coming up to a minute and have to record another message. And maybe that's one of the reasons that I prefer watching older movies and exploitation movies. And Well, maybe not just exploitation, but I enjoy older movies because when I watch those, you, you know, yeah, maybe I've heard something about or whatever, but not, everybody's not talking about them, so it's not all spoilery. I can go watch it and be surprised and enjoy it. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. I, I, I know not everybody worries about spoilers. We, we know Joe Rector doesn't worry about spoilers. But I'm not Joe Rector. So, there you go. Okay. Great show. Talk to you later. Take care. So, me and Jason had a bit of back and forth over Discord about this. And I felt that I didn't quite go as far as sharing the entire plot of The Green Knight. Um, but I do admit that I probably said a little more than I'd intended. Jason also admitted that I didn't say quite as much as he thought I had. So we, we come to a bit of a compromise there. And yeah, yeah, I, I went back to that episode and I added a spoiler warning before going in to talking about the Green Knight. So... Uh, yeah, hopefully we're uh, we're all quits on that, and I, I can stop harping on about it. Cheers, Jason. Hey, Spencer, Jason here. Happy belated birthday! It might surprise you, but you know I backed the Ferratory Kickstarter when it came out to get a hard copy of that and a hard copy of Morkborg. So, Ferratory is the one I'm thinking of. Is the one by the same people that did Morkborg, not a third-party group. I also backed that Solitary Defilement, the solo game for Morkborg, with the idea that, that I would give Morkborg with Ferratory a shot as a solo game, you know, to really give it a... Well, like I say, to give it a shot. So we'll see what happens. Um, of course, that means I have to have time to do it. So maybe in three or four years, I'll get around to it. Anyhow... Let me try to listen to the rest of your episode. <laughs> yeah, it might surprise you to know, Jason, that I had exactly the same thought. I backed um, Solitary Defilement uh, as a Kickstarter. Then when the, when the PDF came through, I noticed that it actually used the Ferratory. Although a lot of the Ferratory is available for free online because, because it's... Um, community produced content but as you say it is published by the those responsible for Morkborg but yeah it seems we're on the same page there I'd very much love to play a game of Morkborg and um, this solo option presented itself that um, takes inspiration from Iron Sworn so, uh, yeah, thanks very much. Hey, Spencer, I'll play Morkborg with you. Um, I enjoyed playing it. I played it at 3RPG Day with some of the local guys who are doing some third-party Morkborg stuff. I think they're, they did Psalm something something as one of the Kickstarter thingies they did. And the adventure looks pretty evocative and very adult. Um, I was actually thinking of wanting to do some more mature adult themed games and I don't know 
you're in, into that or not, but I don't, you know, I'd like to know my audience a little better. Um, there's some cool, for example, Call of Cthulhu games that are done by Stygian and Fox that are pretty adult, but they all have content warnings, and um, that's something, you know, I, how do you, how do you say, hey guys, I want to play a game and not give things away when there are content warnings? Um, I guess you got to hit them up for earlier and say, what, what are your triggers? I don't know. Thanks. Hey, Carl. Carl Rodriguez there from the Geomologist Presents. Um, yeah, first of all, I would love to play Merkborg with you. That would be great. Uh, I believe Jason Connolly might also be uh, enticed into a bit of Merkborg action by the sounds of it. If we could come up with a time slot that works, um, yeah, I'd certainly be interested. You know, I said there that I appreciated its slightly tongue-in-cheek tone, but it would be interesting to take a, a kind of a more serious stab at it. You know, you could really lean into that grim stuff. And, um, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Call of Cthulhu, and as you probably well know, I've been involved in an actual play run by Andy Goodman that has been airing on Grizzly Peaks Radio and those sessions of Call of Cthulhu, we have really been leaning into the the comedy that comes out there. I don't think we set out to make it funny, but that's just the way it ended up going. Um, that's not to say that disturbing things aren't going on within those scenarios. Anybody who knows anything about Call of Cthulhu would know that that's, it's impossible to avoid the unpleasantness. That's that's all part of the fun. And um, yeah, for me, as Andy himself has discussed over on his uh, Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks podcast, horror, comedy are two sides of the same coin and, and they work really well hand in hand, I think, because the you've got the, the building the tension and then you've got that release of tension. Obviously, one can undermine the other, but they can. They also can work in tandem and complement each other. Some of my favourite movies are, are comedy horrors. But in the upcoming adventure we are about to embark on this weekend, and we, we may well have started that before this episode goes out, we had kind of a session zero. I think the first time I've, I think I've ever been involved in a session zero, which we were just kind of discussing how we might go about playing in a more serious vein, what our aims were in this upcoming adventure uh, to sort of lean into the horror, create something more tense, uh, primarily for the listener, I think, with that having that in mind. And, um, you know, seeing how we might be able to pull that off discussing what we do if you know the comedy did show its face as it no doubt will you know really thinking about it in terms of creating this uh an unsettling experience for the listener now whether this will work or not remains to be seen but i think it's uh it's going to be good fun trying to do that at the least yeah, so I'm certainly not averse to getting involved in 
games with a more serious tone. And you, you spoke about how to address content warnings in games without giving away spoilers. I guess this is where the whole uh, lines and veils thing comes in, doesn't it? Where you, I guess you have to approach the players and ask them where they would like to draw the line, what things might be triggering to them and then decide on whether the scenario is suitable or not or, you know, adjust it accordingly. It's funny, in that Session Zero that, that Andy actually aired as an episode, um, Andy was talking about that, asking us what was triggering. And, um, yeah, I, th- I, I don't think we really came up with anything. I don't know, Scott Dorwood said um, about sexual violence, which I agree with. I, I, I think, um, for me, that's certainly not something I would want to be exploring in any kind of detail at a gaming table or, you know, online as it is. And, and it's funny, it kind of I got me thinking about, you know, we, we all seem to uh, uh, have no problem at all going into details about, you know, the violence in gaming, which is, I don't know, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's an interesting one. And I, I suppose it's quite a recent realisation that this idea of using safety tools in games is really about creating boundaries in which you are able to take games into more unsettling territory. You know, figuring out where you can push the boundaries and um, explore more um, taboo subjects within gaming, I guess. It's funny, I don't know what I've just thought about that, the, you know, taboo subjects and that link between horror and comedy, um, you know, very much connects those two things. Anyway, I've waffled on long enough. I'd love to play Maltball with you, Carl, and, um, yeah, we'll have to uh, talk more about that. Cheers. Now, let's have a look in here. I really got no idea what this is. I'm waiting on a few Kickstarters to be fulfilled, so maybe, not fulfilled, I mean, to be delivered, so maybe it's something I backed a long time ago and forgotten all about, probably. Well, it's certainly well backed. Dungeons. This is the hardback version fulfilled through drive through, and this is the first time I've uh, 
had a hardback book from drive through um, it's uh, well it is what it is um, no frills but there seems to be nothing wrong with the thing that's obviously you know glued together no stitching here but um, old school role-playing rules it's by Roderick Wallabel. Dramatic Dungeons brings the old school fantasy role-playing experience into the current gamer community with modern sensibilities applied in order to allow all gamers of every stripe feel welcome and represented by the OSR. Rules are intuitive while maintaining the old school aesthetics and feel for those great games many of us enjoyed and grew up with. Whether your preferred game style is old school or if you missed that era and want to experience the feel of games from those days, then Chromatic Dungeons is for you. Uh, dedication. I would like to dedicate this book to those who pioneered this great hobby that millions of us enjoy. Not only Gary and Dave, but to Janelle and Rob and David and so many more whose creations sparked my imagination and helped shape me into who I am. And I'd like to dedicate this to all those who have faced adversity and exclusion all their lives but bring the benefits of diversity and different outlooks and viewpoints to our hobby. All of you helped open my eyes and be a better person for knowing it. I have learned so much over the years and continue to learn and be a better human being for it. And our hobby is better with you in it. Thank you. So I think that makes it pretty clear what the intention is with this book it was quite clear that the the creator wanted to um, reach out to those who've perhaps felt marginalized in the past not just by the hobby but in all walks of life and um, get their input the style of the presentation is basically two column text some nice illustrations, all black and white, but um, there's a nice variety of illustrations in here. It's the um, same dimensions as your old D&D books, I believe. It's about, what, 330 pages. And you've essentially, you've got everything in here. Well, there you go. That is Chromatic Dungeons. So, here we go. Another little box. Ah, this is from All Rolled Up. I wasn't expecting to receive this already. I know what this is. It's uh, a box, no doubt, containing a few A5 booklets and a little something else. I believe that's what we've got in here. 
let's see. This was another Kickstarter that I backed. Oh, God, I've just broken my bloody letter opener. That's what you get trying to open a box with it. Now I've got a razor sharp edge. Uh, let's avoid that. I can barely be trusted with scissors. I don't want to mess around with that. But here we go. What's in here? Right. I've got, oh, a nice folding dice tray with a nice geometric mystical logo from the front of the hardback edition of the D Sanctions. Also, the site. This is strange that I've been sent this because this was part of the pack that was supposed to be put together to have the uh, the Kickstarter included, which is the the book of adventures. In order to speed things up, we were asked to sign in and put together. Um, the additional items, the, the add-ons for the Kickstarter, into an order ready for the adventure book to be put in with the package. And, well, it's been sent without the adventure book, which I know is not ready for dispatch yet. So I, I, I don't know what's happened there, but, uh, well... Yeah, I just wasn't expecting that. But this is the desanction, the site, expanding options in a world of covert Enochian intelligence by Andy Brick and Paul Baldowski. So, yeah, this is additional character options uh, which allow for some supernatural abilities. The site, a true and faithful relation of acts of supernatural foresight, uncanny vision, divers' readings of occult tokens, and shewing the particulars of some spirits. A supplement for the D sanction. And this is a little book of... Oh, how many pages? No, it doesn't actually have any page numbers, but... 20 odd pages there yeah as I say having backed the adventures I saw this was one of the add-ons just for an additional three pounds I thought I'd pop that in there so there we go uh, right now I've got another slightly bigger box here a um, little larger than a five and a couple of inches deep. Let's see what's in here. Not really sure what this is. <laughs> the Story Master's Tale Spoken Adventures Night of the Blood Wolf Interactive and Immersive Solo Quest Includes Game Map 
and narrated soundscapes. I know this is a solo quest. I thought this would be a great thing to do with my eldest daughter. She's five. Journey into the amazing folklore fantasy world of monsters, magic and mystery. Folklore, fantasy, immersive and interactive adventures. Ages seven to adult. Oh, well, give it a couple of years then. Scan the QR codes to play the map. Yeah, I don't I just look like a really nice product, uh, relatively reasonably priced. But in addition with that, one of the add-ons was the Weird Woods Story Masters Tales, which is a lovely box set. Wow. There's a felt bag here with some pencils and dice and that counters markers yeah little like gem counters um uh, maybe some uh, cardboard minis or something pack of cards reward what's this baba yaga lovely that's a good start um uh, there we go there's the cardboard minis wizard witch Huntsman, soldier, red cap, thief, pirate, monk, royal, and rogue. The pad of character sheets there. Name, class, fighting skill, fighting damage. Don't really know the system, but it's essentially, it's a bit like fighting fantasy. Like this solo game books, except this is a group play book. That makes sense. Players, group combat, and um, yeah, just um, lots of entries here that you read out when indicated to do so. Don't really know much about the system, but it's just, it just struck me as a lovely little product. That's the Story Master's Tales Weirding Woods Expanded Edition by Oliver McNeil. Nice little box set there. So that was a little, just a little treat for myself. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to readjust these shelves because I am running out of space. Now, here we come to the largest box. It's about A4 dimensions, probably a little longer than that. It's a couple of inches deep. Let's see if we can get into this without too much trouble. Now, here we go. <laughs> oh, I've just turned the box over. And, well, this is from... Mr. Monkey Blood himself, Glenn Seal. Monkey Blood Designs and Publishings. Excited? Why not tell your friends on social media about your new stuff? Maybe do an unboxing video, write a review, or post some cool photos. Well, Glenn, I hope an audio unboxing is good enough for you, but I will also post some pictures. 
uh, anyone is anyone. This is the, actually the first thing I've purchased from uh, Glenn. Oh, a nice looking box. Grey matte finish. And lovely embossed H&M on the front with a small monkey blood logo beneath it and on the side of the box it says handy maps and this from cartographer extraordinaire Flynn Seal is a box of maps thank you monkey blood designs and publishings would like to say a humongous thank you for supporting our project and products if it wasn't for the fabulous customers and or backers like yourself we wouldn't continue to do this you are truly awesome thank you very much you may already be a fan have backed one of our kickstarters oops i was interrupted just as i was about to delve into this box of delights i've had to relocate but uh here we go i get to relive the pleasure of opening this box once again um i say i say this is the first of glenn's products that i have purchased i mean i mean the uh, physical purchases i've got um plenty of pdfs i don't need to tell you that the box itself is what's that about an inch deep and it is absolutely packed to the brim with goodies firstly the uh, thank you note that i was reading through before and uh, yes uh, again please tell others um, echoing what was written on the outside of the box check out our other offers drive through redbubble itch.io and uh, well it's not just a thank you card it's got a map on the back no surface is wasted what is this well the layout looks like some kind of abbey perhaps where the cave coming off of it this is a box chock full of Glenn's wonderful maps I mean I'm sure most of the people listening here have seen Glenn's work right so there's a whole stack of kind of city maps there's a so there's a, a coastal town there's a walled town or city there's a circular settlement with concentric walls and strange shaped buildings within surrounded by woodland a village with a, a keep a what looks like a city built around a river with multiple bridges oh looks like some kind of keep or church up on a hill surrounded by settlements and uh, some uh, like a, a city or town on some kind of peninsula um, small village by a river 
uh, built up walled city with a port just a, a nice selection of different things so how many of these are there I don't know I'd, I'd wager there was probably about 12 maybe even more 15 cards with maps on either side ah oh, and just some wonderful images of uh, building exteriors on one side and interior maps on the other that's great there's a church um there's some kind of uh what looks like prison built in the shape of a large head the interior of that uh, building up on stilts um some kind of chimney foundry affair there and uh oh yes a strange uh looks like some kind of temple with a, a large goblin-esque character standing on top of it a, a statue just lovely lovely images i mean there's loads of this stuff just lots and lots of buildings maybe 25 of those um just guessing here estimating god and there's a big stack of maps beneath that what are these different maps dungeon maps what looks like sewers buildings just a whole heap of stuff cave networks um outdoor areas maps for every occasion on these a5 cards just a nice stack of stuff in there now what do we have here parcel force United States Postal Service, Priority Mail, small flat rate box, a little, uh, I'm guessing, there's a zine in here, no idea what this is to be honest, ah, I know what this is, it's merch, it is a t-shirt, that Tom Barbelay had created from a wonderful sketch that Dave Sermon did of a mammoth for alluvial planes. Now he he had these t-shirts printed so he could wear them for the play test that actually happened last weekend. Uh, sadly, these uh, went out a little later than Tom was hoping, but um, yeah, what's that? So come on. Throw that spear at me. I'll stomp you to the younger Dryas. That's great. Oh, that's a quality shirt too. Oh, what's it say on the back? Alluvial Plains. Playtest team 0 0.15. Aggressive mammoth survivors. <laughs> I think we all survived that. Sadly, I was a little distracted towards the end of the playtest because, um, well... 
as I said previously, both my daughters uh, were dealing with a sickness bug. And, um, well, let's just say things got a little bit fraught in the house towards the end of the session. And I had to uh, dash away for a few minutes, but I was able to return and conclude the session. So, so that was good. Well, that's about enough from me, I think. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for your calls. If you want to leave me a message, please contact me via the anchor link in the description. You can always email me or leave me an audio message at spencer.freeforall at gmail.com. There's a Facebook page for Keep Off The Borderlands. You can find me on Twitter and MeWe on the Audio Dungeon Discord and various other places on Discord as Free Thrall. I'd also like to thank TJ Drennan for the wonderful music he provides. And it just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor.